Comrades and friends, hello. This is the Highlands Bunker Podcast. We are uh, we are beaming out from the Bunker Studio. Bill and I, again, have been to uh, the Kathy McGinnis trial day four. And we're going to review it for you. And I'll tell you what, we had a super day. Bill, do you want to give us some... Uh, <laughs> Just some thoughts before I start getting into the day. I've prepared the following statement. Most recently promulgated in 2014 by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, or the AICPA, or mistakenly referred to by lesser reporters as APAC, the Accountant Code of Professional Conduct specifies at Rule 1.700, inter alia, that confidential client information shall not be disclosed absent the specific consent of the accountant's client. This rule, however, shall not be construed to affect in any way an accountant's obligation to comply with the validly issued and enforceable subpoena or summons or to prohibit an accountant's compliance with applicable laws and government regulations. Further, Rule 1.700 has been interpreted to be inapplicable to certified fraud examiners, but applicable to registered pharmacists. In conclusion, Delaware truly is a land of contrasts, and this right here is a tale of corruption and intrigue. This right here is a tale of keeping your fake friends close and your fervent foes even closer. Friends, we we really uh, we really got into it today, didn't we, Bill? Today was uh, a great day. <laughs> so uh, I have to uh, introduce uh, everyone else who's here. We have, of course, super producer Carl uh, on the knobs. Hello, hello. And because of the the the, the type of uh, evidence we got and the type of testimony we got from the from the witnesses we have to have our archivist uh Kirsten Walther hello hello can't wait to hear your updates from today because holy moly. teasers and it sounds sounds like great shit coming <laughs> we had a, we had quite a day also here is uh is nurse Susan who um we went out to dinner with, uh, well, we didn't, I did, uh, because it is our uh, ninth wedding anniversary. Uh, Nurse Susan, would you like to say hello? Hello. And Nurse Senator Susan saying hello. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, Bill Bill said today that um, I'm the play-by-play guy. He's the analysis. So I'm going to give you uh, some sort of play-by-play of the first mo- of the morning uh, before we get into the real the real meat of the day. So, uh, number one, Judge Carpenter was in a band when he was in high school. He was a drummer, and he was in a band called the Avengers. Uh, Did you write that down, Bill? I did. I was going to look it up on Discogs.com later, but then I found out there are about 10,000 other bands named the Avengers. Sorry, sorry, Judge Carpenter. Uh, So where that came from, actually, is uh, on, on... Friday, I guess, was some some weird thing that they do the bench and bar day. It's like uh, like judges and lawyers, like hoity hoity toity people from Delaware, 
and uh, it was like the the theme was the Beatles. So he had to tell uh, his story about how uh, he was cool at one time, which that could be true. We don't know. So here's what happened. The first half hour of the day was an argument by our friend, Mr. Razzle Dazzle himself, Steve Wood. And he was trying to get uh, a bunch of witnesses suppressed. He didn't want these witnesses to testify, and so he was giving arguments about why they shouldn't. Uh, the one witness that the judge did say uh, was could not testify was uh, Bailey Brooks, uh, who was only able to, who while worked in the auditor's office, was only able to talk, uh, speak to uh, character sort of stuff, not evidence. So she had testimony to give about potentially campaigning, potentially stuff. Um, it, 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 the, the, the most important thing about this witness being suppressed was that she didn't speak to charges in the indictment. And so um, she was not allowed to testify today. Uh, the rest of the witnesses were allowed to testify based on a very narrow set of issues. And the first witness was this guy, Dan Hamilton. Uh, he was an auditor in the office. And he really... <laughs> He, he was just a, a, a kind of a guy who uh, was he, he made some he made some bad statements. Uh, he he didn't he didn't necessarily have a lot to say about what Kathy was doing, but he was written up in his time uh, at the auditor's uh, office. Uh, Bill, do you want to talk about specifically what he did and why he was? why he was reprimanded uh, officially from the auditor. Sure. <clears throat> um, and just to kind of summarize where we are right now. So 930 in the morning, um, defense counsel has basically asked the judge to listen to what are called motions in limine, which usually occur pre-trial where um, counsel tries to strike certain evidence or witness, witness testimony so it never even reaches the jury. So that's what we're doing right now. And as Rob ably uh, reported, um, Bailey Brooks, basically Bailey Brooks, and then Dan Hamilton, who we're about to speak about a bit more. Basically, they they had um, they testified under oath previously, um, you know, before the state that they'd witnessed Kathy essentially possibly using state money to either purchase campaign supplies, related office supplies, or basically was using her hours of the day to sort of blend her auditor function with campaigning functions. Sound good? So with, with Dan, um, he'd even kind of conduct, he'd kind of gone rogue and was conducting his own inner office uh, investigation. You'd say, maybe we call it an inner audit of the auditor. Um, basically just kind of seeing, like he just knew something was up on the numbers and kind of took it upon himself to, uh, to investigate further. Um, so he had gotten written up. It sounded like his sort of relationship with the auditor's office began to fracture, um, where there was a going away party for a coworker, and uh, you know, this gentleman, Mr. Hamilton, offered to pay lunch for the woman who was leaving. 
Uh, they met with a couple other colleagues or several other colleagues in a, uh, a, a room at the office and we're kind of just shooting the shit. Uh, and then Rob, if you've got written down sort of what was the, uh, you know, the very boring smoking gun here, uh, l- let me know. Yeah. I mean, the only real smoking gun here was, well, there was two things. Number one. So ultimately Mr. Hamilton gets written up for this event for two reasons. Number one is he, he bought a, a, a person who was leaving lunch, but there was some sort of like official, office uh rule that he didn't he wasn't inclusive like he only bought her lunch and there was some uh problem where he wasn't uh inviting everyone else to this to this lunch and so he got written up for that but what he really got written up for is he listened to a joint finance committee meeting uh where the auditor uh went to 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 speak about her her dealings uh, with some some outside agencies she was contracted with. And uh, at that time, her chief of staff, who uh, was uh, Elena Sewell, Elena Sewell, right? Was her name? <clears throat> she walks over to the Joint uh, Finance Committee in a in apparently a short skirt. Uh, short or tight. We, we, we weren't able to confirm. Uh, but he said something to two two fellas, uh, which was like, "Hey, I don't really think it's appropriate for her to be wearing that skirt because if she walks across the green uh, and there's a wind gust, all of her stuff will be exposed." That's what he says, and uh, he says that to one of one, two guys he's talking to, and um, one of them or both of them must have uh, informed the office that he said this. And so um, they write him up for basically uh, having a non-inclusive lunch, for making inappropriate comments, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it wasn't a big deal, but um, this is what basically he testified to. Um did I did I get all that, or did he testify to something uh, something else on top of that? Yeah, there was one really juicy detail, and I'll, uh, you know, this is special for for Kirsten. But when um, so the the Kathy's office had a pretty rough, you know, C minus D plus uh, session before the Joint Finance Committee. I guess uh, her colleague slash uh, very generous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so anyway, long story short, uh, Ms. Parker from the auditor's office from Storm Strategies, I guess, posted a Facebook mess or a Facebook post or something uh, that was very critical of one of the main uh, one of Kathy's detractors uh, in the legislature, uh, Mr. Parody. And Tory said something like, <laughs> you done fucked up, Bubba. And this man uh, who testified, Dan Hamilton, who's since left the auditor's office, kind of raised this issue with coworkers, like, this is a really weird and hostile post, isn't it? So I'm sure that that got back to to Kathy as well. Yeah, he had to, uh, <laughs> that was that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, and actually, I think they mentioned that the auditor's office, and I guess the chief of staff, filed a complaint against Trey Parody. For like, 
talking to the auditor that way in a committee. And so there was this, there was this, uh, there was a big controversy about uh, how she was spoken to in the Joint Finance Committee and how, um, again, because Mr. Hamilton was then written up formally, <laughs> like how you, you couldn't listen to, you couldn't listen to hearings because we didn't know if you were working and you had to get pre, you had to get pre-approval to do it. Uh, so the, yeah, there was a big kerfuffle, a uh, big row in, in the auditor's office about the Joint Finance Committee hearing and people listening to it. I just want to give Torian Parker a shout out too, because she did do something kind of funny after venue was moved from Newcastle to Kent County. Uh, on Twitter, she posted something like corruption, and this is what corruption in state government looks like. And it was a wordle for venue. And I was like, oh, that's pretty clever. I'll give that to you. She, that she's kind of dabbing on us right now, because now we're the yeah. ones who have to take a two hour round trip to Dover. Yeah, she's she she's she is she's she's dabbing on us like crazy right now. So the next uh, witness was Melissa Sh- Melissa Shank is her name. She's an older woman, uh, older. I mean, she's in her fifties. I I would I would assume um, she just wants to retire. Uh, she just wants to retire from state government and get her get her stuff. And 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 honestly, she was on the stand for about an hour. Um, but really, I mean, I, I don't know what to take from it. She after. After COVID, she had worked from home. She had come back after COVID. Then there was COVID. Uh, there was the Omicron variant, and she she got a doctor's note to work from home further, and she was turned down. And the only thing I could I could glean from this, based on the rest of the day, was that it was another instance of Kathy and the office sort of just like relying on like the letter of the law to be like, no, no, you have to come to the office at least three days a week because the policies and procedures and say this. But she didn't have too 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 much to say, I don't believe. Yeah, I thought she was notable. I thought Melissa did a great job. She, I think it was very brave um, because, you know, she is still employed by the office of the auditor and Kathy's ostensibly her boss. Um so I think it's pretty rad that she's like, yeah, I'm two years away from retirement. I'm like, she's living the dream. She, you get to testify in a criminal case against your boss and then go back to work in the afternoon. Um, but Rob, I agree with you. I think nothing super substantive came out of this, but I think she was a great state witness to sort of plant that seed with the jury that we're, when we're having this monthly meeting, it is really weird that we start off with this chant of confidentiality. You know, I think that Denny kind of hammered on that for a little bit. Um, so not only is it weird, I think there's also sort of a floating definition of what confidentiality means, and we'll probably get into that later. But I thought that was a key kind of testimony that she offered. And then on cross-examination, Steve Wood got into, for the first time, the auditor account, the Office of the Auditor Accounts Policies and Procedures Manual. Um, you know, in all day, he was kind of trying to impeach these uh, three witnesses on their, their sort of the mandate in their employee handbook to basically keep information confidential. And again, what kind of information is that? Is that information, is that very dull financial information uh, pertaining to these audits that they prepare? Or is it people's passwords? Is it hot goss? Uh, you know, what is, what's considered confidential information? Um, but yeah, again, live in the dream. You get to testify against your boss uh, and then hopefully, yeah, take the rest of the afternoon off. 
Yes. And uh, again, it was funny where uh, you know, there's this, it hasn't really come up until the afternoon when, it came, when, when finally we had a whistleblower who sort of brought it up. But this idea of confidentiality, what, what Steve Wood keeps going back to on the defense is that, you know, a, a tenant of auditing, a tenant of accounting, uh, oversight, governance is, um, you know, you keep these things confidential. And we've talked about before that there's a difference between confidential in your work product and confidential, like, don't text your friends about shit we're saying. But that really hasn't come up on the record. Uh, but today, it kind of did come up on the record. So, <clears throat> Melissa Shank uh, is dismissed. And then we take an early lunch. Because um, we thought there could be a COVID scare in the courtroom. Uh, there was not. Uh, what 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 Bill and I did was uh, well I went to see uh, Medina in the leg hall to give her a, a book, and then we went to see Eugene at the uh, Delaware Housing Authority office, and we had lunch, which was nice. Then, Shout out to uh, Angelo's Pizza on Lockerman Street. Angelo's Pizza on Lockerman Street, tight, very good. For just a, like a pizza place, I, I thought it was very good. And this actually is a good example of um, the fact that Bill and I are, are veterans now of Dover. Like, we know where to go. We're, like, we're, 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 we know. We're, like, part of the scene now, basically. Yeah, people are asking us where to park. I said, uh, you can pretty much park anywhere as long as there isn't a sign. But you can probably park in Medina's spot because she's going to be late today anyway. You did see there's a guy there was a guy who was going to protest um, some sort of like uh, like workers rights thing. And Bill's like, just park anywhere. They'll probably tell you, <laughs> which was great. So we come back after lunch and this is it. So, Kirsten, uh, I want you to, to to really get ready because I'm ready to take in this. Take in the scene. So we come back after lunch, and again, uh, Steve Wood raises a bunch of objections. He wants to suppress all these witnesses, and I, I think that the the before we get to this witness who uh, was on the stand the rest of the day, I want to say this just so people understand uh, what the defense is. Steve Wood is basically saying, "Look, the." The witness tampering charge has to do with this indictment. This indictment is 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 vague. It's bad. It's it 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 doesn't cover the things that you're 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 calling witnesses to talk about things that happened in 2019, 2000, early 2020, and that's even before any of this happened. So he's he's trying to go back to the indictment. And say no one should testify about anything Kathy did before, say, 2021. As far as it, as far as the witness intimidation charge, and as far as any of the structuring charges for the one contract that was trying to be paid, so he was very adamant that he did not want any witnesses testifying about anything that happened before 2000 
you know, bef- before the COVID, say. And um, I mean, Bill, do you did did you? That was pretty much. That's what. That's 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 the defense sort of argument in a nutshell. Is that they're taking a very narrow view of the charges in the indictment. Yes, I think uh, defense is trying to sort of compress the app, whatever timeline would be applicable for Kathy to be uh, convicted of accusing a witness. And I think that you know Steve Wood made a point today of trying to define witness a number of times. I'm assuming that's under whatever the code section is. I, I mean, I guess there could also be definition in like the rules of evidence or something. Uh, again, kind of over my head, but yeah. And my my thought is only like, well, Kathy maybe could start. I you could identify Kathy tampering with a witness or intimidating a witness. But if they've had an ongoing employment relationship for years prior, months prior, years prior, isn't there a seed planted along the way of like when intimidation could arguably arguably have started? Or the I mean, I just think that you know I'm kind of more in favor, obviously, of broadening this this definition, broadening the timeline because that's when we get the most dirt out of it. And we get a lot of dirt in front of the jury, which is great. Yes. So we come back from lunch. And of course, Steve Wood tries to say, I, w- I, want, to ex- I want to exclude this witness. This witness left in December of 2019. And I, I-, I want to exclude this-, this witness. And the witness's name is, uh, uh, is it Adriana Bur- uh, uh, Bird? Bird? Yeah, Adriana Bohm. <laughs> Adriana, uh, not sorry, Adriana. It's not you. So it is Andrina Bird. Um, you know, lesser journalists may mistakenly refer to as Andrina uh, Chrome from time to time, but Andrina Bird. Yes. So they were trying to uh, basically suppress this witness. So before the witness comes on, Steve Wood stands up to make this argument. He has an application to suppress this witness and he goes into it he basically says this witness was quote trolling the auditor on facebook this was quote facebook wars she was obsessed with the auditor on facebook she called the auditor quote bipolar she called the auditor quote an asshole and she had a long-running vendetta against the auditor so then uh Assistant A.G. Denny comes up and says, well, it goes to uh, state of mind. It goes to what the auditor knew. And we don't know what this is yet. He alludes to the fact that this person told Kathy uh, something about how to how to structure payments around something, stuff about LLCs, stuff about P cards, which is the state a credit card, but they don't really get into it. But he says there there are things that this witness can testify to that are uh, pertinent to this case. <clears throat> After Judge Carpenter said that Denny uh, rambled on and on about this, he says, "You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to let this uh, let this witness speak for a short period of time outside the purview of the jury." to see if I'm going to allow her to testify uh, in front of the jury. And so they bring her in to testify outside the purview of the jury for about 30 minutes, 
Uh, Bill, do you want to go into like like the level set, what she what she sort of talked about before they brought the jury back in? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a great story. So Miss um, Bird, she she worked at the auditor's office all the way back to 2009, uh, and she got promoted along the way um, uh, up to you know auditor manager, staff auditor, things like that. Um, she left in 2018 and took a job at Delaware State University, basically as an auditor for a number of years. Um, so 2018, primary, it's Kathy McGinnis versus Kathy Davies uh, in the Democratic primary for auditor. So that is basically the month that Ms. Bird left the auditor's office for DSU, notably where Kathy at the time served on the board of trustees, I believe. Um, of Dell State. Of Dell State. Right. Yes. So how did these two meet? How did these two uh, fake friends kind of hook up in the first place? So Ms. Bird had worked alongside Kathy Davies in the auditor's office for a number of years. Under the Wagner administration. Right. Under Tom Wagner, who served for like multiple decades. Um, He's like, I just want to retire. They won't let me. (laughs) Literally no one runs against me. Um, So. I don't know all the details and Carla and Kirsten, feel free to chime in because I wasn't I wasn't really reading the blogs back in 2018, especially about this race, Uh, although I wish I had now in retrospect. But it sounds like Kathy Davies basically had a huge falling out. She was in a high role in the office and and basically, um, I guess, I don't know, Rob, how would you describe it? She she was engaging in some improper, possibly unethical behavior. And I, I believe got into a labor, like a Department of Labor unemployment dispute with the auditor's office over a number of months. And I also did some little side research today. And Ms. Bird was actually crucial, basically, to that complaint ousting Kathy Davies from the auditor's office, albeit temporarily. Does that all check out to you? Yes, exactly right. And and so after about a half hour of Miss Bird, who it's it's B U R D, it's her last name. After about a half hour of her sort of answering some of the prosecution's questions, just for the judge, the judge basically rules that she can she can testify about most of the things that she wants to testify about, and they bring the jury back in. So oh, wait, now, Rob, so, Rob, let's just get in the, the really juicy details. So, like, I, I kind of left everyone hanging. How did they meet in the first place? So, Kathy, Mc, yes. Kathy McGinnis. So, go. Yeah. Kathy McGinnis sends a face, a sort of unsolicited Facebook message. No, no, no. Well, sorry. no, no, no. So, Bird. so, 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 Bird, Bird sends a uh, unsolicited Facebook messenger message to Kathy McGinnis while she's running for auditor against Kathy Davies. While she's literally canvassing, also we should note that. Correct. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, Andrina says, "Kathy, I got some dirt on your opponent. If you want to talk about it, you know it's affecting everyday Delawareans. If you want to talk about it, here's my number." Kathy then writes back, smiley face. The public needs and deserves to know. <laughs> And then so, and then um, within two hours, Kathy McGinnis calls uh, Andrina. Andrina is with her daughter at a physical therapy appointment in Dover. Kathy, I assume, just comically throws all of her lit up in the air, jumps in a car, and then heads to the P- the physical therapy office to talk to Andrina 
in the lobby while her daughter is receiving PT or whatever. She wants that oppo. She wants oppo research. She wants wants oppo on. Well, she wants. I mean, the public needs and deserves to know. But she obviously, yeah, she wants some opposition to kind of hit Kathy Davies with in this contentious primary election. Um. So I guess I mean, there's a lot of it's a it's a detailed story. I imagine you know Kathy may may have needed some breaks along the way. Um, maybe needed to pose for some photos, give blood, find some canned goods to give away, etc. Um. So long story short. Kathy then follows Ms. Bird to a second location. They go up the road to Smyrna to a high school volleyball tournament. Kathy's sitting in on the high school volleyball tournament. Katrina still getting this oppo research on Kathleen Davies. Kirsten, this woman sends a Facebook Messenger post to Kathy. And says, I have this oppo research on your opponent because I, she's my boss, basically, in the auditor's office. And this is the stuff she's doing. She's structuring. She's saying, make sure that the payments are these, these jumbled things so it, it escapes the OMB uh, you know, scrutiny, all of this stuff. She was so probably Kathy, surveilling email as well. So Kathy is like, I have to talk to you immediately. So she, Kathy meets well, okay, her. Also, whose volleyball game did they go to? So oh, just, woman, just a random one. Yeah. So this woman. It seems uh, this, that way, right? Like, was it Andrina's kids? Yes. 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 I, oh, okay. Yeah. I so mean, it's Andrina's kid. So Andrina's kid is at like a physical therapy. And yeah. the, and so, of course, uh, Kathy drops everything to go and to go to, to Andrina's kid's child. She's right to get this information therapy to her volleyball game yeah correct well so the best part is like <clears throat> she's telling her all of this information at the physical therapy appointment the physical therapy appointment ends and the woman's like well my kids have a volleyball game in smyrna so literally <laughs> kathy gets in a, she's like i'll follow you to smyrna so during the volleyball game, you can give me more of this information. So it's basically like over the course of over the course of the time where she's running for office, uh, where uh, Miss Miss Bird um, like works for her campaign, uh, even though she's in the auditor's office, uh, basically working for Wagner, but also working under. Uh, Kathy Davies is just working for a campaign and feeding her all of this information. And literally she followed her to Smyrna to get like all of this information. And then uh, at some point in the, at some point in the future before she's elected. So this is, must be in the next couple of weeks or months or some something. They have a big uh, confab at the, uh, at the Milton coffee shop and they go over more information about how to like, one of the things that allegedly Kathy Davies was doing was having people who worked for the auditor's office open an LLC and then try to get a no-bid contract from the auditor's office after opening this LLC. And it looked like it was all sort of developed for this person. It was all, you know, like we're going to give you this money. And so she's feeding Kathy all this information about what, about what Kathy Davies is doing uh, before she gets elected. 
Then, around the time of the primary, Miss Bird leaves the auditor's office and goes to Delaware State University as an auditor. So she's given Kathy all this information. She's worked on her campaign to get elected for auditor and then goes to Dell State. Now, Bill, do you want to explain what she did for the three or four months she was at Dell State University? Sure. Um, I mean, she continued to audit, basically. Um, I think as soon as she got there, she realized that, again, something was up. There's something called, and we may have talked about this on a previous episode and put you to sleep, but there's like a state P card program. Think of it, I guess, like a corporate credit card where your uh, state agency is giving you the ability to make purchases and you know, uh, travel expenses, things like that, um, in your capacity as an employee uh, of the state of Delaware. So uh, Andrina Bird, while at, at DSU, while employed by DSU, uh, performed an audit that found that DSU basically had about $450,000 of sort of untracked, potentially improper expenses. The vast majority were through this P-card program. Um, so... <laughs> She then, Rob, correct me if I'm wrong, did she then bring that DSU? Well, she basically, once Kathy was then sworn in, first, I didn't, I'd forgotten this sort of weird detail. She worked as a deputy auditor under Tom Wagner, which I think is really funny because despite that certified fraud examiner certificate, I don't know if, if she knows uh, an audit from an investigation. <laughs> um, nah. Yeah. So basically, uh, Ms. Bird decides to leave DSU. It's a it's a chaotic. There's a there's bad vibes there. Uh, we're 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 sort of left hanging how the relationship soured so quickly. But I can imagine it was because of the the very unflattering audit that she conducted. Uh, so she messages Kathy again and says, I think she just messaged her a photo of a hard drive that indicated she was taking her data from DSU and bringing it back where it belongs to the state auditor's office. So the auditor could perform this very embarrassing audit of DSU and it's missing money. Yeah. I mean, not only did she take a, she actually took a photo of, of a, of a bank statement from a P card of a, uh, of like a department chair at DSU who was paying his or her, Serious satellite, like Sirius radio XM radio subscription, subscription through the state credit card, and she was like, "We're gonna get, we're gonna get them." And then uh, she she sends a picture of like her external hard drive, and basically says, "I'm leaving Delaware State University," which, as Steve Wood said, she left because um, no one would talk to her anymore. They hated her guts. And she basically said, we're going to come back to the auditor's office and we're going to audit Dell State because of the, the shit that they're doing, right? And she leaves Dell State and comes back to the auditor's office. Yeah, and I just I want to point out, too, so at this point, this is mid-2019 or so. Kathy is already the auditor of accounts. Um, but one kind of funny detail that we left out is that Andrina Bird became a major campaign volunteer for Kathy. You know, after um, they sort of they they synced up at PT volleyball and then a Milton coffee shop, um, Ms. Bird testified that she phone banked, she canvassed, and she even uh, worked with Kathy doing debate prep 
Her kids uh, canvassed as well? Yeah, and her children canvassed for Kathy. Uh, so, so she was dedicated to the cause, uh, which is even more interesting because things really start, cracks start to, to uh, appear kind of in the edifice here uh, by August 2019. Kathy goes to Ms. Bird and says, I need passwords for these employees' computers, for their email accounts here in the office. I'm suspicious something's up. So Ms. Bird knows her stuff. She's been around the block with an employee manual or two. Uh, so she tells Kathy, you know, there's a Department of Information Technology procedure here. You're entitled to sort of surveil your employees' uh, work products, their PCs, their email. But there's a way that we can provide you with access here at the state without you knowing any of their passwords. And I think Kathy was kind of miffed by that. Uh, and she wanted to get passwords. Yeah, and 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 she's turned to DTI to start uh, sort of <clears throat> doing it the proper way. And so let me just uh, stop here and just cover what I think was the reason that she came to the stand in the first place. And then we'll talk about her cross-examination because her cross-examination was probably the greatest thing that's happened in this trial so far. So basically, the reason she was brought up is, number one, she was basically telling Kathy via oppo research how to, how to book these contracts, how to pay them in ways that wouldn't get noticed, how to... Uh, you how people were using their state credit cards, all of this stuff because her opponent, who was working for Wagner at the time, was doing all of this allegedly, or or based on this testimony, and that's really why she was she was brought up. Now, now comes what we call razzle dazzle, elite razzle dazzle, as a matter of fact. And we knew it was coming because during the argument about suppressing this testimony, he, he said he was going to go hard, and Steve Wood went hard. Uh, he basically, uh, I mean, uh, Bill, do you want to talk about what he brought up in Cross? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, <clears throat> just to generalize, I mean, he was really trying to impeach uh, Andrina's testimony in a way that portrayed her as sort of the consummate whistleblower, you know, uh, the office crank, um, the person who's, um, you know, sticking her nose into things that, that don't pertain to her job duties. Um, and, and I think that he was trying to kind of, you know, continue to paint the picture that these two really, their relationship deteriorated and, um, that um, Ms. Bird really became unhinged and, and started uh, verbally abusing Kathy online um, and was basically trying to make her life much more difficult. Yeah, it was funny. So <clears throat> she leaves the auditor's office at, at some point because, well, th this is a funny little detail, and maybe you can... Uh, elaborate on it. So after Kathy gets uh, elected and 
uh, what's her name? Adriana? Adriana? How, how do you say her name? Andrina. Andrina. After Andrina goes to Dell State, but then comes back. So now Kathy's been been elected auditor. Andrina's back from Dell State. But the the Kathy Davis issue is still sort of a, a, a personnel issue. So Kathy Davis is going to some sort of employment, like HR hearing, a personnel hearing, whatever. And uh, so it's a it's a big deal about what's what's happening. And within that, well, first of all, when they get FOIAed and they get a request. Kathy sends a message to Andrina that basically says, I need you to delete all your text messages that are regarding this Kathleen Davis uh, situation because it's going in front of the, of, of, uh, it's going to have a hearing in front of the personnel board because she was fired, I think, based on all this via the, the Wagner uh, camp, uh, Wagner, before she was, before Kathy was. Uh, elected Wagner fires Kathy Davis for this shit, but then they have a, a hearing. Kathy McGinnis says, "Delete all your text messages and tell all of your people. This person's a, a manager, so she's managing people in the auditor's office. Tell them to delete all their all their text messages as well." That's confidentiality. That's confidentiality. Exactly. See, it's almost like you were there. <laughs> I feel it. You're painting such a vivid picture of this just like, uh, yeah, incredible back and forth right now. Yeah. So um, so at, at that point, everything sort of like starts to deteriorate between uh, Kathy and her. Yeah, I've got some other details of things that Ms. Burt testified to, just like she's feeling uncomfortable in the auditor's office. Um, it's concerning um, expenses, uh, office expenses. She alluded to the fact this was not before the jury, so please don't tell any of them. Uh, Kathy basically was using auditor money to buy campaigning materials. Uh, she had two no-bid contracts with CPA firms in the state of Delaware, which isn't unusual, but their retainer was sort of approaching $50,000, and she was concerned that Kathy wasn't going to disclose that fact and basically make these uh, public contracts. Uh, Kathy, at one point, took a deputy auditor's P-card and then made unknown purchases. This is a funny story because... So may I I break in here? Because... so, um, So, of course... Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the the witness has to come in and 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 the prosecution has to ask some questions to convince the judge that it's uh, it's relevant to the charges in the indictment. So outside the jury, they start asking these questions, and a a member of in this period of time, it comes out. Now the jury never saw this. So again, as Bill said, don't if you see any members of the jury, don't mention this to them. But um, somebody basically came to her, to Miss Bird, and said, Kathy took my state credit card and charged something. Um, I, want you, I just want to tell somebody this because I need it, like, on the record. And so she wrote it on a Post-it, and then the woman took a picture of the Post-it 
to like as proof that this was told to her and then she put that post it in her wallet. And the judge was not impressed with this. <laughs> oh, why? He was like, couldn't I just, couldn't he, he, he literally was like, couldn't I just write anything on a post-it? Yeah. And that was, and that was that. That's like and when that, you and, Kevin, um, pretended that like somebody wrote an email about how she like didn't advocate for um, invading Libya and taking their oil. She was like, no, I have the email to prove it. And it was just her writing it in a notes app. <laughs> yeah. And basically the ju- judge Carpenter was basically like that. He's like, I could just write on a post and take a picture of it. He's like, I'm suppressing all of this. He was, he was, he was uh, not impressed by any of that. Yeah. I think it, it sort of fed into this, the defense, the defense's characterization of Andrina that, you know, she's a, a spurned or scorned employee. She's taking screenshots of everything. You know, she's kind of, there's probably a, a gossipy group chat with her colleagues in the auditor's office uh, she's then shit posting on Kathy's wall. Uh, well, that's so. So let's get. Leaves. So let's yeah. get to that. Let's let's You're get really to this. Yes, this is what Kirsten wants to hear. So, so <clears throat> Andrina uh, leaves the auditor's office, right? And just before that, Rob, the final detail. Kathy asked Andrina. She said to help her with her PC. She's like, Andrina, my laptop keeps falling into the recycling bin. You got to help me. <laughs> so, so, so Andrina goes over. She fixes something and notice Kathy's got Outlook open and she sees along the left-hand column that Kathy is surveilling a one of her uh, subordinates in the office, her entire email in like in um, in real time. So she she has she has her Im- so if if you if you're she took a picture and if you're familiar with Outlook, you know you have like inbox, sent items, delete. So over there <coughs> she has an inbox in real time of another person. So she can just, she's basically has their inbox open in her outlook, which, which is, which there's a photo of in that's in, uh, in public evidence. If you'd like to see it. Yeah. So that's kind of the final straw that was in uh, November, 2019. Uh, Andrea bird leaves the auditor's office shortly thereafter. She testified that she feared retaliation from Kathy McGinnis, but hell, probably could also fear retaliation from Kathy Davies. Um, she she made sure to not tell Kathy where she where her next uh, job was going to be, and she also asked her friends in the auditor's office, you know, please don't mention this to Kathy. I just kind of want to I want to separate. Kathy, on her first or second day of work, text text Ms. Bird, congratulations, Miss Chesapeake Utilities, and that was yeah, where so- that's where she went to work. Yeah, so the funny thing is, and, and, and Bill picked up on this quickly, so the first, um, the first, I think it was the first, was Hamilton the first or the woman was, Shank was the first? Shank was first, technically, yeah. So Mr., okay, so Mr. Hamilton was second. He went from the auditor's office to an auditor at this Chesapeake Utilities, and also uh, this witness was now at Chesapeake Utilities, so they're both in the private sector at Chesapeake Utilities, which I thought was pretty funny. But, like, it was weird that she did not want Kathy to know what she was doing or where she was going, and literally, unprompted, she just gets a text message from her, like, the first or second day of work, was like, hey, congratulations, you're at Chesapeake Utilities. Like, that's cr- that that's fucking petty, creepy shit. Yeah, it's like I I love the outfit you wore to your first day of work. Looks very professional, and you just like you just 
starting started league stare around you like I'm being watched right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, it, this is kind of you know the the prosecution, the state is I think trying to demonstrate that uh, this this relationship ended uh, acrimoniously just because Kathy's conduct was making Andrina so uncomfortable. And again, these were people, you know, she, Andrina testified, you know, Kathy really let her into her orbit. I think it was probably based on just being such a Kathy stan during the primary election. Uh, Kathy would, they, they would have like pizza and wine together. She's like, she, she came over, she came over to her house. Kathy had pizza and wine. She hung out with their kids, her husband and her kids. Like they were close. And the other thing is, um, again, this is just sort of speculation in our group, but um, would you like to 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 mention uh, her maiden name and 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 what what we feel that her her background is? Yeah, I mean, uh, she was like, yeah, Kathy. You know, she she said that I could be a relative, I could be a daughter, I could be a sister. And Andrina's maiden name is, I believe, Cardos, which you know sounds pretty Greek to me. Cardos. Um, yeah. So I think that's just like another kind of cool, happy coincidence. Uh, Kathy's like, it's all Greek to me. So the last thing um, that was covered is a year later. I mean, it's pretty clear that Kathy knows that she's a whistleblower. Um, and the one thing, this is a sort of a <clears throat> sort of an aside, and we talked about this on the ride home. Kathy's issue is that she's she's very she's a she's simple she's a simpleton. Um, she met this person based on a Facebook Messenger note that said, I'm in the auditor's office, you know, I have information on your opposition in this uh, this primary. I have information that will lead to the arrest of Kathleen Davies. Correct. Yes. It's sort of like that. It's like weird stuff and she immediately drops everything to go to talk to this person follows her to Smyrna to talk further makes a meeting at the Milton coffee shop to talk further I mean this like speaks to her magnetic charm though does it not she wanted that oppo yeah you and Bill have like brought up and I brought up there's just something about her that grabs people well, you know, this is a good time. I'm, I'm going to cut that off what I was saying because I want to I ask you something, Kirsten. Steve Wood brought something up. Uh, when, when he was cross-examining Hamilton, the guy who made the, the kind of a, the uh, sort of chauvinist bullshit comment about uh, Elena Sewell's uh, skirt blowing up. And he said, you know, you wouldn't say that to anyone's face. No. He said you wouldn't say that to Kathy, who was the auditor, the elected auditor. Uh, The deputy auditor was uh, a woman, I think, called Gully. Uh, The chief of staff was a woman, was was Sewell. Um, the, The vice auditor was another woman whose name I forget. And what, you know, the, and so the, the, the implication was that Kathy was like um, 
was like a like a feminist icon. Like she's giving people opportunities because she had a full like female staff, and it was all this. And and I was telling Bill, I'm like, I'm very like sympathetic to this. Like that's actually if what she was doing was trying to give people opportunities that maybe they wouldn't have gotten before. I'm like, that's actually very dope. But I feel like what the what we know and what the evidence shows is just it's all transactional. It was all part of like a brand. Yeah. And so it's like this. And again, this is the Steve Wood thing. He makes everything. He makes confidentiality seem like well, I mean, audit and accounting has to be confidential, right? Yes. Well, then, and it's in the it's in the handbook, right? Yes. So you should just sing a confidentiality song before every meeting, right? You're like, well, that's a that's a that's a leap. That's that lawyer logic. Yeah. Well, but but again, I guess my point is like, Kathy has a veneer of like good liberal politics, but it's all it's all uh, it's all empty. You know, there's nothing. I yeah. think I told Bill like it's like it's the like, blood has been drained. There's no more. Yeah. He gets the photo ops, but she doesn't yeah, have it's all it's all about like getting, you know, branding the auditor's office, which again, this this was brought up outside the, yeah. the presence of the jury, but that's what they I were mean, talking about. Using the like yeah, using the auditor's office. Uh I I don't know that she cares about the brand of the office so much. I just think she needs to use it to build her own brand so that she can, you know, run for governor or whatever. Um, yeah, it's definitely how it how it impacts her for sure, for sure. Yeah. No, oh, I I mean I think she thinks that she's headed to the top. And yeah, everything is just like about her brand and the photo ops or right. It's like I mean we we all joke about it a ton, but at the end of the day, she's just getting photo ops with as many people and at as many events and trying to make these connections to build her brand so that she can run for higher office. Yeah. And I can tell you one, one of the, I, I, you know, and I think I should say this here, but you know, we've said it before. One of the big demarcations in this trial is that All of the things that we say that she's doing that is pretty clear that she's doing or is not technically illegal. I mean, you can't campaign with state funds if you're the so that's illegal. But like all the other stuff she's doing is not technically illegal. And so what Steve Wood is always saying is if you go back to the indictment and you say these are the crimes, uh, sort of being being an empty-headed politician. Or being bad at your job, or being a tyrant boss, none of those things are in the indictment. And so, why are we here? Sort of situation. That's that's actually the gist of this defense. I mean, Bill, would you say that's the gist of the defense? Yes, absolutely. I think that um, I think that the indictment um, could have. I think it deserved a bit more scrutiny, probably some more sets of eyes from the DOJ, because I don't want to say it was like sloppily done. I think that it lays out coherent uh, accusations of crimes against Kathy. But, you know, 
It goes back to my question in the fall of last year that I asked Kathy Jennings at the end of the press conference, you know, local, local uh, roused about, I was like live streaming her press, the indictment press conference. And I just shouted out a question. Do any of these crimes pertain to potentially uh, uh, improper or illegal campaigning tactics utilized by the auditor? And she just like shook it off. No way, no way. And you, we're we're they're, they're, we're pulling threads here, especially today, about the gray area, about how the lines are blurred between Kathy's auditor persona and Kathy as the retail politician persona. And I think that they they were probably instructed from above, leave all that shit out of the indictment because if we start if we if we do this to Kathy, how many other potential suits could be brought for nepotism like crimes against other electeds here? So, you know, I think that's the gist of it. Yeah, uh, Steve is really trying to read within the four corners of the indictment document and not let things stray. And to Judge Carpenter's credit, you know, as I would like everything let in, obviously, I want to know all the details. I think he's being rather fair to both sides. You know, he, he got on both sides' case today. Judge Carpenter actually finally, as I said, he's he's been very pointed and, and he's he's very direct. Uh, but he's very sort of laid back, which is which is cool. And again, if I had to say anything, he's a little, he he sort of errs on the side of the defense, which I think is appropriate in 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 a very subtle sort of like I'm going to be you know as skeptical as I can be about these arguments, which I think is great. But today he got he got fired up today. Yeah, I mean he was being really argumentative with Ms. Bird, and I mean. Well, so so yeah, Wood Wood, well Wood was being argumentative because Bird. So, let me set the scene, and then you can explain sort of what your take of this was. <clears throat> so, the the report that the uh, employment or labor, I don't know, it was it was from an employment hearing, but it was basically came out from the Department of Labor, was that Bird was like went off on her own to do this thing to basically just. You know, it was completely inappropriate. She was, uh, you know, she went over the line, all of this stuff. But and and so uh, Kathy Davies was sort of compensated for this through the through the state employment channel. But then apparently there was a report after that that sort of circumvented that or or, or overruled that. But of course, <clears throat> Wood is just talking about the worst possible sort of analysis of what she did. And she kept saying, well, that was overruled. I didn't ask you that. And he went on and on. And so it got very, very like, uh, it got heated where she was like, well, that's not what it says. Like, I didn't ask you that. And finally, Denny stands up and says, objection, argumentative. And Bill turns to me and was like, he could have said that three minutes ago. <laughs> it was like, it got really, really heated. Do you want to talk about that bit of it? And then I have one more bit of this because I want Kirsten's uh, uh, opinion about the, uh, the, the, the social media bit of it, that we, the, the, the pictures and all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rob, I agree. I think that, yeah, uh, defense... Uh, on behalf of Kathy, was really trying to attack the credibility of Andrina. Um, and I was really fired up when she testified basically just before Judge Carpenter while the jury was out of the room. They were so, There was some leeway about it because they were trying to find figure out the contours of what her testimony can consist of. And she was answering the question, but then she was saying some more shit thereafter. 
that were just like, and then, you know, um, Denny would let her answer as a good prosecutor should uh, in this situation. And um, Steve Wood was was super ticked off at her. Basically, you know, do you know the difference between yes and no? You know, you're, you're wasting our time. Uh, just being a real chode uh, at times. But, you know, but she was really pushing his buttons and answering the questions uh, and and just, but like sort of explaining them. Because, you know what, not everything's a yes or no answer. Um, so yeah, just attacking her credibility. Um, I'm just going to run through a couple of other notes I had sort of dealing with what, what Steve was trying to argue on cross-examination, uh, because we haven't talked about this yet. About 18 months after Andrina left the auditor's office, she's still friends with some old coworkers. Yes. They have a, they have a fun day at the beach and one or two of them post a photo of the group together on social media. Uh, the following day, um, Kathy's chief of staff circulates a company or an, an office-wide email reminder. Here's our social media policy. The gist of which is, and I'll paraphrase: If you're going to post on social media, you need everyone's permission. If it if it includes current employees, former employees, customers, you know, contractors, etc. So, and Andrina testified that. Shortly thereafter, this beach weekend day, someone was trying to access her Instagram account illicitly. Like she, you get those emails. Is this you? Are you trying to request a password change? So that didn't get before the jury. But, you know, Rob and I surmise that, uh, yeah, so that that's no coincidence, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it went from. So at this point, obviously, it's pretty clear that <clears throat> Kathy knows this is like the major whistleblower. And she sees these pictures, and well, she had already sent the congratulations, Miss uh, Chesapeake thing, and she knows this is like, while they were friends for a little while, now it's, this is her nemesis, and she sees these photos of, you know, girls, beach, frolicking, weekend, whatever. And literally within 24 hours, there are... Uh, Login attempts on her Instagram account, and then that Monday, there is a recirculation of a policy about social media, like, stuff, and you're like, okay. Again, Kathy is just doing, like, full, whatever she can possibly do to uh, sort of apply pressure. I won't even say intimidate, because, again, witness intimidation as as Steve Wood said, is a very narrow thing. But she's she's using every... Like, she she's saying that by policy, confidentiality is important. So she's going to use confidentiality as a pressure point. She's going to say, we have a policy here that says you can't even take pictures on social media with people who used to work here. It does say that in the policy, but to send that out when you're just like hanging out at the beach is fucking insane. And so like what it's saying is, is like she's trying to use every, you know, she's she's monitoring people's email real time. She's trying to get other email dumps from DTI like she is. She's a crazy person. I mean, in my opinion, again, to Steve Wood's point, is that a criminal offense I don't know, but uh, to your point earlier today, 
Uh, I have to admit this before we throw it to to, to Kirsten and and Carl for their uh, opinion of our summary of the day. I have to say, you guys knew ahead of time, you were like, this person is a very strange, uh, weird person. We need to keep an eye on this person. And we have done. And uh, you were right. Um, You know, uh, Kirsten, what what is your what is your uh, your your take of 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 what's transpired today? Yeah, I mean, great summary, great job, great reporting. Um, thank you for your service, first of all. Um, we, it's not even stolen valor. We're doing it. We're going. Yeah, we're, we're, exactly. doing, we're doing the thing. You're you're really doing gonzo journalism. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I'm glad that the social media component has been folded into the trial now, um, because that's really what initially drew a lot of us into the, like the Kathy McGinnis story. So, um, yeah, happy that that's like part of the proceedings. Um, the, yeah, like the, the fast friend to frenemy to enemy, um, story with Andrina is really great. I, I wasn't aware of that before. Um, I guess there is some stuff on the exceptional Delaware blog. I know there's like so much stuff on that blog about Kathy. Um, definitely have have not hit it all, but yeah, I, I <laughs> I'm really appreciating that she basically did it to Kathleen Davies and then moved on and did it to Kathy McGinnis. <laughs> I have to tell you, that was the one thing that Bill and I, Bill and I talked about this all the way home. You're like, this is not a very savvy person. Because like you you meet you meet this person, and they're basically just giving you oppo on somebody that they work with because you're running it you're running against them and then you and then you inco- you know that they sold out this person, but then you incorporate their them in your own schemes. Yeah, she is still she is the star witness of the day. She is a brave whistleblower, and I think that we need to rebrand. We must rebrand uh, Project Gray Fox as an effort to protect Andrina at all costs. Yeah, uh, I have to agree. I, have, I might have to agree with this, Kirsten. So, just uh, I want you to reflect on these as the archivist. I've got two wonderful anecdotes for you to file away in the uh, the the filing cabinet that's like in the back in like the back hallway. Um, okay, speaking of photos, one of the ways that Steve Wood tried to attack um, is Bird's credibility was by raising the issue that uh, she had criticized Kathy of basically posing for photos with minorities, whether they be people at a fair, people at a blood drive, or employees. Uh, I guess this was something that um, (coughs) Rena had raised with the Department of Justice when she was first interviewed. She's like, yeah, this is really weird. I find it really inappropriate. Uh, Kathy may or may not just be seeking out you know, BIPOC individuals to to pose in photos with and then post. And I guarantee you that she's not getting their like written authorization to post. So that's that's yeah. detail one. That's something I think we've I don't know. It's been an unspoken sort of um, critique of Kathy for years now. Right. Uh, the also, second... she does like a lot of times she'll I she'll do one of two weird things um, because I mean yes I think she does I think a lot of politicians do that. It's certainly not unique to Kathy, but like, um, she has a real pension for getting people's names wrong when she does it and calling them by different names, or she'll just like, not, I don't know. She, 
we'll call them by a wrong name. Um, so Kobe, Brian Owens, <laughs> Colby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very. Or like when she'll just be like hashtag um, and she'll put like a nickname of somebody. And I'm just like, Kathy, you don't know this person. Like, that's very like she'll be like hashtag Joe, you know, big Joe or whatever. And it's like, mm, that's kind of weird, Kathy, like way too familiar. Okay, final, final anecdote, Kirsten. Yeah. Um, so to attack Andrina's credibility on cross-examination, Steve Wood goes, it's my understanding that uh, you call the interns Cabbage Patch Kids. Why is that? <laughs> and she answers just kind of straight-faced. Mm-hmm. You know, I call them Cabbage Patch Kids. You know, I understand it's maybe a little mean. I would never say it to their face. But they're all just friends of Kathy's kids. They show up every spring. They just pop up out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And we have no idea what they do here. So I thought that also, that checks out. Yeah, that does check out. From the offense itself, um, it, it, from my understanding, uh, they did not get very good instruction. So I can't blame the kids. Do you want to do you want to do you want to mention some of the things that we heard? Because the family sits right behind us in the courtroom, so this is pretty funny. They don't listen to this. So who gives a shit? Yeah, no. I, you know, this is a this is a family program, so I'm not going to swear. But they were they were rather critical of uh, of Ms. Bird, obviously, and uh, you know they're not allowed to use their phones, so I imagine they're super bored all day. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> One of the things we did learn, and and I'll say this because I I think, you know, I I don't know all of the details, but I think it's kind of sweet where we're sitting down before the afternoon session. And um, so the judge hasn't come in yet and the jury hasn't come in yet, but we're all fine in our seats. And uh, I think I think it was uh, Kathy's mom who was asking Kathy's husband. uh, She said, uh, did 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 Steve and Kathy get the brownies? At lunch, did she, they get the brownies at lunchtime? He's like, yes, they got them. They got them. So she's doing like baking for the defense. I feel so I think, bad. I feel so. Which I bad. think is so nice. She had such a stressful night last night. She did say she. I said she. She turned to her. I guess which is Kathy's sister. Who she was talking to. She's like, I felt so bad for Kathy last night. She was so. She had such a stressful night last night. It was incredible. Tomorrow. Bill and I will be with Lex. Uh, we will be taking the 301 bus. Uh, it's we may we we may um, we may stream from the bus. I don't know, Bill. We it's possible we could. Um. So look for something like that. Also, there's even court this week from 9 a.m. to 12 uh, noon. Uh, on Friday, we're hauling our ass down there, and we're giving you, you know, some commentary. So, you know, I'm not going to fucking harp on it. Just show us some love on the Patreon. You know what to fucking do. Bill, I can't wait to do this all again tomorrow. Me neither, Rob. And uh, Miss Bird, if you're listening, please consider volunteering for the Delaware Working Families Party. <laughs> and also... Um, uh, the woman who uh, whose uh, testimony was, uh, was was stricken today by by Judge Carpenter, uh, Bailey Brooks, Bailey Brooks, um, come on the podcast. I mean, 
Duh. All right, everybody, left is best. It's inside.